All right, episode two. Let's go. Sick of the pundits. I've got the title right. There we go. <laughs> guys, how Third are we time's a charm. Third time's a charm, indeed. How are you doing, guys? Very good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, man. A little bit drunk, maybe. Don't know. I'm joking, guys. Be serious. <laughs> Oh man, always entertaining, aren't you, Josh? Always I mean, entertaining. It sounds like you're. Right, let's get into it. it. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. Let's go. I want to hear the topics today. I'm curious. Wait, what, what we've do, got do we need to quickly introduce ourselves, or are we just assuming everyone knows who we are? I'm assuming all the 23 people watched the last episode, so hopefully, yeah, yeah, we're gonna. Assume. Well, if we upload this to you. YouTube, it's got our yeah. names, isn't it? It doesn't. It doesn't have our names. Oh, it doesn't man. matter, bro. We'll waste the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't record it. Start again. All right, every, all right, all right. Well, well, welcome to Sick of the Pundits, episode two. <laughs> I'm joined today with Alex and Josh. There we are. <laughs> I'll be your host, Louis Mendoza. Today we are covering. Oh, good. This is going well. <laughs> the return of the Premiership. Woohoo! Return of the Prem. Return of the Prem. Second one. Yeah. love it. Bundesliga games from last weekend. Um, games behind closed doors. Are they interest? Are they interesting us? Um, Manuel Neuer is he still a top goalkeeper? Jaden Sancho is the hype justified in this boy? We've got a couple of wild takes. Rob- but Firmino, is he fairly or unfairly as a Liverpool player? And then um, we've got a quote from Steve Nicholl on the influence regarding two specific players, Xavi Alonso and Jordan Henderson. So a lot to cover today, guys. I hope you are ready and ready, have ready. Cut the energy and have had a few drinks. Clearly one of us has. Uh, no names. <laughs> um, so this is June, the return of the Prem. Man City versus Arsenal, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. If City lose and Liverpool win, Liverpool win the league. First question, what have we missed about not having the Prem? Alex, you've got, yeah, you've got two hands up. I'm, I'm coming straight to you first. I've waited all my life. <laughs> all my life. What are you, what to are you lift, waiting for? To lift the Premier Obviously, I'm not physically lifting the Premier League, but you know, mentally in my head. Liverpool to lift the Premier League and then obviously the coronavirus is very serious don't get me wrong but I have been waiting to lift this Premier League and I'm ready and I've been waiting long enough I'm ready to lift this Premier League so let's kick it off Liverpool going to lift the Premier League Henderson lifting the trophy I can't wait I can't wait it's going to be great don't even care about the other game just put the Liverpool game on I just want to watch that so that matters. Fair enough, fair enough. Josh, um, the weekly build-up, the rival fan banter, fantasy football betting. What, tell me, what, what have you missed about Premiership not being so I'm gonna, played I'm just on gonna, a weekly basis? I'm going to touch quickly on the fantasy football betting thing. I was meant to put £10 in the uh, Foxton's trust thingy-majiggy. Guess what happened? I left Foxton's. 
Guess what? I didn't do putting the ten pounds. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. It worked out. So you haven't lost anything or won anything. There we go. You're exactly <laughs> as you are. <laughs> exactly, because I knew when to hold up and when to fold up, ladies and gentlemen. Moral of that story. Anyway, um, no, look. Wow. Obviously, just like Alex, I'm a big Liverpool fan, as you can see, maybe by the shirt. Um, but look, I've missed football so much. Because we were playing such great football. Um, obviously, minus the Watford game and maybe the Atletico Madrid game, it's all been really good. It's been really exciting this season. We've been so um, super efficient. Man City has fallen off. Um, and then, do you, know, do you know what? You've got teams like Sheffield United and Wolves. I'm interested to see how they finish up. Because imagine if any one of them finished in the Champions League spot. That would be incredible for them. So, it's, it's a good time. I, I can't wait to see um, what we're doing sort of moving forward. So, it's going to be interesting, the Premier League um, moving forward. And yeah, all three of us to uh, obviously see Liverpool lift up, lift up that trophy. Other than Liverpool, um, are there any other teams you had half an eye on? Um, any players in particular you're looking forward to watch again? Any teams, um, any, any manager interviews? Uh, Josh, I think you mentioned a liking for Sheffield United um, in the last podcast. Um, are they a team you want to be watching again? Or is there any other team or any other players um, you've got in mind? Other excluding Liverpool FC? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, like I just mentioned, I, I love Wolves. Um, Wolves won me some money off Alex, so that was good. Um, and like Sheffield ah. United, um, I've got, not a soft spot for them, but it's just, they, they've got a really good working mentality in their team. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how they finish up. Looking forward to see West Ham go down. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not here on West Ham, apart from Shaka Hislop and Ooh. his time of not... <laughs> Taking in that goal, but thank you, Shaka Hislop, for that. Um, but like I said, I think um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Premier League finishes up, who goes down, and then it's going to be interesting to see that Champions League spot because obviously I feel like Liverpool won the league now, so it's fine. Cool, uh, Alex. Any other non non LFC I mean, um, players? You know, you know what? No, as. <laughs> 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 But, yeah, I don't. I don't actually care this season about anyone else. Normally, I do because Liverpool are not top of the league, so you start to look elsewhere to see what else can be entertaining here and there. But to be honest, I don't. I don't really care. I've just been watching all Liverpool season. I've watched other games. Don't get me wrong. I love football. I watch all uh, as much football as, as as I can. But in terms of actually caring about the other teams and what they do right now, yeah. honestly, I couldn't care less. I just want to lift the Premier League and celebrate that. And I don't care who says that it's a asterisk against this league. We're 25 points here. We're going to win it anyway. So just give me the Premier League. Give me that trophy. And we can move on with our life. Fair enough. Um, I think, I think in, in the interest of balance on this podcast, I think oh, I just want to say, um, and I know I'll probably get a bit of criticism for this, but um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba can play mm. together in a midfield for Manchester United. That's a shout. That will be interesting um, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to see how the balance works, whether Pogba comes back um, rejuvenated after injury and whether he can sort of, if those two can just start clicking together, I, I, I do feel um, United are in a place where they can start challenging again. Um, all right, and Enough about the Premiership, though. Um, let's move on to Bundesliga and our first topic. 
games behind closed doors are they interesting to you josh are you um enjoying having no fans in the stadium as a viewer or um watching on TV? do you know what? i thought i thought it's gonna be terrible I, I i looked at it and i was like oh mate it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those ones where i've i've because i i've been to quite a few live games anyway and i find live games not as interesting i'll be honest with you um, I think the TV does make it so much better. Um, so then when you look at it into the perspective of no fans at all, I was like, oh, mate, it's going to be awful. But to be fair, the German League, depends on the games, I think. I, I think it definitely depends on the game because the Bayern versus Dortmund game was the game where I was like, this is actually really good football. Um, and this is, like, I think I was texting the group chat, like this is the first time that I'm really excited to watch football again because it was just two top teams playing to their absolute maximum. So it was really good to watch. Cool, uh, Alex. Um, what any any negatives with regards um, playing, watching teams behind closed doors? Is it the same experience, or is it, as Josh says, not? Um, he pretty said he pretty prefers being sort of the armchair fan um, at home. What about yourself? I mean, I mean, I guess I guess it's what type of fan you are when it comes to football. Um, me, I, I couldn't care less if there was fans in the stadium because I, I watch football for the game. I love the tactics behind it. I love the strategy behind it. I think all the added all the added stuff is just extras on top, all the banners, all of the confetti and all of that rubbish. I just want to watch the 90 minutes of football and watch which team's better than the other kind of thing. So even, even the, don't get me wrong, the fans is great. It adds to the atmosphere and it makes the game a whole lot better. But it doesn't take anything away from the way I watch football. If it adds to it, it doesn't take anything away. So for me, I'm all for it. It's, a, it's weird when I hear the, um, the speakers go off, though, and you hear the cheering. It's like you look in the crowd, there's nothing there. <laughs> so yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know about that. That's, that's, a bit, that's a bit weird for me. I don't think they need that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just a weird that, that side of things. But um, I'm all for games behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. man. Get, get, get them playing. So, so that we can watch as fans and just enjoy the game. Just on a, on a separate note for uh, games behind closed doors, um, do you think do you guys think home advantage has been lost um, with there being no more fans? Just to throw in a stat for you, um, the 27 games, um, excluding today's um, weekend um, match day games, um, since the start of the since since Bundesliga games began again, there are of home wins out of 27 games. Is that it? So that worked out to 18, 18.5%. Prior to that, um, the 27 games leading up to before the suspension, there were eight wins. So it was more of a 29.6 yeah. win rate. Teams are affected. Um, is it more an advantage for the away team coming to a home ground without fans? Now? I don't know. You know. Uh, Josh? Sorry, yeah, go on. Um, I think it is. I think it is um, a disadvantage because, especially if you look at, like, imagine going to Crystal Palace without the fans. Like Crystal Palace, I think the fans make it so much more intimidating than actually is playing these these guys. I mean, it's Roy Hodgson team. So um, I think without the fans, that's going to be a bit more int intimidating. I think you look at Old Trafford, the new Tottenham Stadium as well. I think those are the things that make a bigger influence. Um, so, and even Anfield to a certain extent, um, but. I, I feel like that's going to be the, the biggest change. I, I think it does get a little bit more of an advantage for the teams that are going into um, the, the, the away um, grounds now. To be honest. It, it depends, man. You see, with, with the, um, 
what's it called? When it comes to the fans, it's it's about like you know the lower teams, like you were mentioning, Palace, not like the top tier. They rely on the atmosphere, maybe at, on a home ground. Yeah. But I guess if you're a top team, you're gonna play your football regardless. So yeah. Uh, maybe for them size, like the, the upper upper tier of of elite football, it, they don't really it really matter to them because they'll just play their football. But all the lower teams probably probably affect them on that level for sure, if they're allowed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I think. Um, I, guess we'll, say, um, I guess we'll have to see. Like, come on, Josh. Yeah. Sorry, just really quickly. I, I think we we forgot to mention yep. Tottenham. Um, Tottenham got all their players coming back. Mourinho having Kane, Son, um, who they did. He didn't really have when he just arrived. I think Tottenham will be um, a big threat for that. I, not maybe not the top four, but maybe that fifth um, spot. I think Spurs. I think Harry Kane just come out and said they're gonna have to win about seven. Seven games, seven eight games. Um, so Spurs might be a bit of a, a bit. Have they got a hard run? Too. I've not. I've not checked their run because I don't care for Spurs and they're too far behind. Um, so, um, <laughs> but I, I think I, I never put it past Mourinho to 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 make that happen. To be honest, nah, he's past it. I yeah. think he's past it, man. I can't. I can't well, see Tottenham coming back. I think that's Mourinho one for, is. That's one for a wild take um, on, on another pod. <laughs> um, just in. So obviously, um, the um, top two squared up um, last weekend, uh, Dortmund and Bayern. Um, I think you guys were fairly vocal in your assessment of a couple of players who um, were bring up here. I think the first one was Man- Manuel Neuer. Um, I think the question to ask, Alex, is he a top keeper for you? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Reasons why? Yeah, he, he's, he's still a top keeper for me. For sure, man. For sure. His his distribution was was on point. Um, he may have miscued a few passes here and there, but but that's because he's doing passes that the normal keeper can't, can't do. He does things that out of the norm. So when it doesn't come off, it it looks it looks like it's terrible. But ninety percent of the time, he's pulling that off. He's he's still a great shot stopper. He still commands his box. A, a lot of the stuff about being a goalkeeper as well is not with the ball. He still leads his back line as well and they're a keeper that they can rely on so he's definitely still at the top of his game he's not like as great as he once was but then now neither is David De Gea who is still a great keeper in my opinion too so to say that he's not a top keeper is a bit out there I think he's still definitely up there have, one of the best have the injuries affected him Alex yeah it's, I'd say so I mean injuries affect most players anyway but um you, you could say so, especially with um the fact that Testegen has been pushing him a lot for the German starting role um, so maybe that's playing into his head a little bit too but he's, he's still a top keeper man there's not many better out there than Manuel Neuer in my cool. opinion cool uh, Josh um, is he still at the top of his game for you hell no the thing is for me I, I remember Neuer being so efficient Neuer being the absolute German wall um, Berlin wall no that's too much um so, like, for me, I don't think he's at that level anymore. And I think he's dropped quite a bit because if you look at um, um, Bayern's runs in the Champions League, they've not really done anything for quite some time now. And maybe that's just a decline of the whole team. But like Alex was saying, um, Tistegen, Tistegen is um, really efficient. Yeah, that guy. Wait, the <laughs> it's, it's all good. I don't care. <laughs> Um, that he's he is really pushing him, and it's arguably you can say that he's Germany's number one now. Um, and I just think Neuer does rash things at the moment. I, it's, it's, I would compare the decline to 
the way um, Pepe Reina sort of all of a sudden just started to decline and, and it was shocking for all of us to see his decline so quickly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, is he, is he terrible? No, he's not terrible, but he's not. He set such a high standard that he's not there anymore. He, he's gone down so much. So that's what I'd say. Yeah, he's definitely not there, but he's still a top keeper, like one of the best in the world still. He's just not the best he's anymore. Allison beats him. You would say to Stegen. Then I, I don't know any other goalkeepers after that. Just so right, See? I'm sure Lee, I'm look, sure Lee does. Look, if you name it, look, look, look. <laughs> it's Allison, Edison, yeah. Oblak, oh, yeah. and to Stegen. Everyone yeah. else is in that bracket below. So you name four. And Neuer's no, like, what, top five then? Yeah, but Neuer was number oh, one what? at one point. Exactly. So he's still a top keeper if you say he's top five. So he's fallen off then. You, you agreed with me then. Uh, yeah. That's nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. You, you think it's worth pointing out that other keepers, other top keepers who were around his age range at the time and sort of alleged to have been, you know, the top keepers at the time, they've fallen drastically off the radar. I mean, the one that comes to my mind instantly um, is Joe Hart, whether you reckon he was sort of no, he top was, class, yeah, yeah. a top keep, class keeper or not. He's fallen off the radar. Can't even get a game at Burnley. Um, yeah, that's true. As you said, Pepe, Pepe Reina um, isn't even in, in, in the discussion for sort of a top five or top ten keepers. Whereas I think you'd, you'd, we'd probably agree that Manuel Neuer could probably still make it into a, a top seven or eight list um, worldwide in, in European football. So yeah, Have some um, of that, Josh. I guess um, we will um, see what, what the fans they are have to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll okay. see if anybody, if anyone comments in, in this video, we'll see who's better. If, if Neuer's still at the top of his game or if he's not, then, then we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Leave it, we'll leave it out, up, up to the fans then. Um, another player you guys were interested, uh, well, who had a lot of focus before the game um, and who didn't actually start um, was Jaden Sancho. Let's forget transfer speculation where he potentially might end up next season. Is he as good a player as everyone is making out? Um, Alex, is he the, the dog's bollocks or is he just another Englishman who is going to be overhyped and probably turn out to be average? Um, he, his ability is unquestioned, I'd say. He's definitely up there with the top talents in, in the world, not just in, in England. Um, but what I saw when he came on was that I know and I know he's coming off injury and maybe he can't. It's it's a bit of a tricky one. But I saw someone that couldn't really be bothered. He was kind of strutting around the pitch um as if he owned it and, and they were losing at the time. So I didn't you know all the all the dog work that you like to see from the top players, he wasn't doing any of that. So maybe it was just a one off game as well, because I've watched Sancho play and he's a great player. What about an assessment of his overall time and his overall career at Dortmund since he left City as a youngster? Oh, he's done brilliantly. He's he's done exactly what he's wanted to do, in my opinion, since leaving. He's established himself in a top team. He's now starting there. He's arguably their best player, and he's hot property. He could pick. He could pick wherever he wants to go if he does want to move. Obviously, me and you, Josh, we we, we know he may go. Most likely destination is United. So the fact that he can choose that at his young age um, shows that it was the it was the best move for his career, hundred percent. But whether he's worth it or not is, is, is yet to be seen. Fair enough. Um, Josh, um, is, is, is all the hype justified or 
I, I think it is. I th- sort of roll out to be the next Michael Owen, Wayne Rooney. You have a few good years, although Rooney did. I suppose oh, you could argue there was oh. long, longevity. Whoa. There was longevity there. <laughs> I was going to um, say, you're going to Rooney in there with Owen. <laughs> um, is Jaden Sancho the saviour of English football? I don't know if he's the saviour of English football, um, because I think if you're looking at English football in, in total, I'm actually really quite hopeful for the next generation of English talent, because I look at Rashford, I think Rashford's only going to get better. I look at Sancho, Sancho's only going to get better. And then you, you've got to put um, Sterling in there, who's, who's Sterling under Pep Guardiola, under Pep has changed completely from... He was really English best player. Yeah, he's English best player. He was a good talent, and then, he, and then he's, he stepped up and have a, a gear. But Shout I mean, if you look at someone like... West London, boy. <laughs> but if you look at if you look at Sancho, um, yeah, he was disappointing in, in that game. But you got to think, is Sancho twenty years old or nineteen, twenty? He's he's quite young, young boy, isn't he? So to expect young, him to yeah. to take one, over one a game, like that, yeah, to to expect him to take over a game like that against this Bayern machine is probably a bit too difficult to um, for him right now. And I think he does need a move to step up another level. I think he does need a move to play with better players. He cannot be the best player on a team. Um, but he can be a, a, a coin of one uh, or, or a part of one of the best players in this team because he needs to learn how to win. Um, like even look, even even Messi. Messi um, came on the Barca scene at a young age, but he had he had um, giants around him: Ronaldinho, Eto, Thierry Henry. So he had time to grow and figure everything out. Whereas Sancho at the moment is just just um, he's their best player. I mean, um, Haaland did come in. Royce has fallen off a little bit, but. Sancho's doing everything for them. So I think it was a bit too much for him. And like, like Alex has said, he's coming off an injury. And I think if he does go to Manchester United, like I said last week, I think that puts them as our biggest threat. Assuming that Man City get the band, obviously. And not with Oli. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's, uh, that's a fair enough assessment, Josh. Um, I, think, I think last note's just a note on Jadon Sancho. He's scored the most goals in Bundesliga history as a teenager. Um, way ahead of the likes of Kai Havertz, Julian Brandt, Julian Draxler, and Timo Werner. Um, his total is goal in as well. his total goal Sorry. involvement um, is well over sort of double of his nearest rivals. Um, he's close to like involved in about just under 60, 60 chances and goals. Um, his nearest rival is actually um, McNeil from Burnley, so that might surprise you. Who's hey. in? The, looks like just under under twenties. Yeah. So yeah, and that's where we find like a big mix of sort of young creative players in that sort of grouping. Um, let's move on anyway from um, the Bundesliga to. Um, Couple of wild takes. Um, oh, what's the wild take well, this year? Well, well, wild takes. Well, well, wild takes. That's not the jingle. Can we? Can we? Can we slow down? Slow down for a second. It's we, wild takes. We, we will end. it's another wild take. Yeah, we need a jingle. Not, not. You need a jingle. Not that, this. No one that was that this. was pretty amazing. <laughs> I, but yeah, what's the wild take, Louis? We'll, <laughs> let's edit some music in for this uh, <laughs> segment. Um, Roberto Firmino, is he fairly or unfairly criticised? Um, Alex, I have a this. is he your favourite? He's your favourite player, and tell me why he is unfairly criticised. 
because the average football fan doesn't understand what Firmino does for Liverpool. Wow. It's a fact. They will look at Firmino. They will look at Firmino and they'll see, oh, look, he's a number nine. He's a striker. Then they'll go on Google, whatever the hell they use, look at his goals, look at his assists, and his numbers won't be there for that. He's bang average. Salah and Mane have been carrying this guy the whole season. Blah, 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 blah. But Firmino is the ultimate player. He's the ultimate team player. Have you ever heard Jurgen Klopp say anything bad about Firmino? Ever. Never is the answer. Never, ever, ever. Firmino was one of the reasons Klopp's at Liverpool too. He is so unfairly criticised. It is a disgrace to football. It's a disgrace. Firmino is... He is... He's arguably... You know, if VVD weren't there... In our team, I think he's the best player. Whoa, 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 whoa! Easy. Whoa. Josh, Josh, does, does Josh? All right, Josh, does Firmino score enough goals for you? Um, is some criticism justified? And this is where it's all going to come down to, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm a big Bobby fan for sure. But <laughs> the thing with Bobby Firmino is, especially this season, he scored eight times after 29 matches this season. That makes him the 107th scorer so, in the Premier League so far. His conversion rate for shots to so goal what? is 9.76. So he takes nine shots to score one goal. Invalid. Invalid. And just, invalid. shall I tell you why it matters? Shall I tell you invalid. why it matters? Because I'm not saying that, obviously, it does, it he's an integral okay. part for our team. Please, yes, tell us why it matters, please. He, uh, he's, he's a great... He flows quite well in our yeah, team. He, he's uh, important. He's, he's one of the most important players in our team right shadow about. However, in those critical moments, and I'm going back to the Atletico Madrid game, in that Champions League game, yes, Adrian cost it for us, and yes, he did score, finally scored a goal for us, but he missed so many chances in that game. He could have scored like two or three goals in that game, we would have gone clear. So that's my problem with Bobby Firmino. And it's not even, it's not even like I'm saying get Bobby Firmino out of the team. I'm not saying that. I'm saying drop him down to another role. And I think that's why if we do get Werner, it adds a different element to our team because Werner, goal conversion rate, I don't even have to look at it. I know it's better. So you put Werner up front, play Bobby in the number 10 role and then put uh, Mane and, and Salah on either side of them and that's goals galore. That's an unstoppable Bobby machine. Bobby is not in the team to score goals. He's not in the team to do that. So the fact that he gets put up with those stats, is like, well, it doesn't no, make no, any no, sense. No, but I, I'm, not, I'm not, like, I feel that you're going away from the point here. I'm not saying he has to be a goal scorer. I'm saying he should score goals a little bit better than he does. 107th in the Premier League. I mean, what are we doing it doesn't here? doesn't matter. We're 25 points clear. Nine shots. Why, why does, Nine why does shots. he have to do more? If, if Klopp is happy with the way he's working, why does he have to do more if we're 25 points clear in the league? Clearly, he's, he's effective enough for us to win yeah, all these games. Why did we get knocked out of the Champions League? Why did we lose that game against Atletico? Because we just weren't clinical. A number of reasons. You can't put it Cause, down. Because no, no, we weren't you clinical. Can't put it down to that. Adrian you can put, made it, you those can put it down to Shoddy defending after a corner. Yeah, you but Adrian put it down to Shoddy defending after a corner as well. Adrian made those mistakes. No, but after that, what they scored in the first, they scored in the first, what, minute of that first game? We had another, what, 89 minutes in that game and then another 90 minutes to put them out. Come on, we but missed too many chances. Yeah, but so did Salah and Mane missed a load of chances in that game as well. It wasn't just for 
Firmino, a bunch of people missed a bunch of chances. The only reason yeah, you're saying that is because Firmino's goals to game ratio is whatever it is. But that's not terrible. That's, that's not the point. The point oh, is over the season, over the season, his role is not to score goals. It's to link up the play, to do the dog work, to make the space for Salah and Mane to score the goals and do all the rest of it. If he gets goals and assists along the way, by all means, whatever it is. But his main role is not to do that. And the fact that with 25 points clear, we've lost how many games in the season? We lost one game in the league and against Atletico Madrid. And that's it. How can, you, how can he be criticised about it if that's not his role? Yeah, that's, like saying, that's like saying Henderson and, and Wijnaldum should be scoring more because they play in midfield a bit further forward than Yeah, Fabinho. but, but they're, they not, don't, they're, they're not, score they're not number goals. nines though, are they? But they're not number nines though. And so what he, I'm saying, but what Bobby's I'm saying like a Bobby, false nine. Okay, so if he's a false nine, so he can drop back, he can drop back to number 10 role. He can play, that, he can play like the Wayne Rooney role to, to um, like a Carlos Tevez and, and Ronaldo then. Because what I'm saying to you is he needs to drop back and then Wenner needs to play as, as that lone striker role. Because Wenner will be more clinical. Nah. The one nah. criticism, the one criticism. So what, what would be the one criticism for Liverpool this season then? What would be the one criticism? Because defensively we've been solid. Our midfield has been a lot better this season. Because Jordan Henderson might win the, the, the player of the year. For a lot of people, he's their player of the year. So then what is why, the one weakness in our team? Why does there have to be a criticism? I don't understand. We're 25 points clear. No, no team's perfect. Okay, so, so where, so where think, do we improve? I think the fact is, um, I've, I've heard this argument from opposition fans that Firmino doesn't make like, their team or he's the one weak link out of Liverpool. Um, and it's, it's always consistently stated that he doesn't score in goals. Um, so that always does seem to be the criticism, which I think um, is one thing I noticed anyway among non-LFC fans. So... Um, whether it's fair or not that he is um, criticised, um, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think the fact remains that there will always sort of be these sort of arguments. I think the, another fact is that he is part of a devastating front three, unbeaten at home. That's 15 wins from 15. Um, as Alex said, there you go. Once all season. I'm looking for perfection, but, you know, ladies and gentlemen. There is no perfection. There is no perfection in football. Perfection That's is what the average man wants perfection. There is... no, our perfection is <laughs> no, signing Werner and then dropping Firmino back to number 10 role, where he can do the same exact thing you can do, linking up play. Because well, Firmino never came to us as a striker. He came to us as a, um, uh, a C-A-M-M. C-A-M? There you go. <laughs> like, like, you don't like, even like, know, man. You don't like even know. You're an average like, football fan. Get out of here. Like Cackerel, is it? That's that's what I'm saying. Get out guys, 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 guys. I've got another one for you. <laughs> Steve Nichol was quoted on ESPN. Oh, not regarding, regarding uh, Shabby Alonso and um, Jordan Henderson. He said, "What do you say?" As great a footballer as Alonso was, I think the influence that Henderson has had on this team has been bigger than Alonso had. Listen, as football players, Alonso's a better technician than Jordan Henderson. I don't think that's in question. So it becomes the biggest impact. And I think no doubt Henderson's made a bigger impact in this Liverpool side than Alonso did for the Liverpool team he played for. Um, I think the word influence is massive in this statement. Um, I think I would probably say the fact that Jordan Henderson is a captain among a very talented group of players with international players who themselves are leaders is remarkable and it speaks volumes for his achievement um, and his influence on the current team. What do you guys make of Steve Nichols' comments? 
Yeah, I'm gonna jump in. I'll, first, let, I'll let Josh go first. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in first on yeah. this one. See, I'll, so, I'll let you go because I'm a gentleman. Uh, <laughs> um, the reason why I agree with Steve Nichol on this one, yeah, so hear me out, hear me out on this one. I agree with him only because if you look at Xabi Alonso's career at Liverpool, and I'm not talking about thereafter, because at Real Madrid, obviously, I'd be like Steve Nichol, what are you drinking? I I'd like some, but. In terms of the, um, in terms of his career at Liverpool, Alonso's first season was fantastic. Alonso's last season was fantastic. That was it. Whereas um, Jordan Henderson, you can what? say, uh, Jordan Henderson, you can say, you can say, Jordan Henderson, you can say, this season alone, he's been so integral to our team. Integral? That's fine. <laughs> he's been so amazing for our team that essentially I can agree with Steve Nichol. And then the last time we almost won the title, again, he was incredible for our team. And the moment that he got finished, that's, that was an issue. And then again, even in our Champions League run last season, um, this, sort, sort of, this whole club era, I'd say Jordan Henderson has stepped up every single time. Whatever time anyone's questioning Jordan Henderson, he's always stepped up and come to the table. Um, so that, that shared leadership, I don't think Alonso would possess that. Um, but technically, obviously, Alonso is a lot better. Oh, Alex, what, what you got for us in like, this quote? It's, it's, it's apples and oranges. You can't really compare. You can't compare Alonso's influence of Henderson's because it's like Alonso when he came in, there was Gerard. So first off, he's never going to be captain, right? Henderson's is the captain, and all these international players that are coming after him, I've coming after him. So naturally, he just stays as the captain. Um, what Steve Nichols is saying about the impact, oh, I don't, I don't see it. You know, I don't see. And, and what, what did you say, Josh? So Alonso's first season was great. Yes. Yeah. And last season. season was great. And yeah. what in between was wasn't good. So between, what Henderson? Well, well, even talk to Rafa. Well, talk to Rafa about it, obviously, if you can. But yeah, even I'll, talk to Rafa. I'll give him a call right now. <laughs> Rafa, Rafa didn't really rate Alonso like that. Let, let, let's be real. Let's be real about this. And maybe this is Rafa on Rafa's fault. Rafa even when he left. It was like, yeah, he wanted Garbarian, but he wanted he wanted exactly. that, that dog work in midfielder. He didn't want he didn't want the finesse that Xavi had. That's what but, I'm saying. But that's I don't know. Saying, you right? can't you can't compare. I don't think you can compare. It's a bit of a wild statement. It's just another pundit trying to make a headline because he you knows people are going to look at it and say, "Oh, Alonso and Henderson," and then they're going to go comparing them about their whatever it is. And on that note, I think that's why we are sick of the pundits and giving yeah, it our, giving it's just it our a load take. Of, it's, it's a load of rubbish, like that statement, Alonso and Henderson. Why would you even compare them? It doesn't make any sense. But then again... Just give me my Premier League. <laughs> so, but Jordan Henderson's going to captain a team where he's won the Super Cup, he's won a Champions League, he's won the... He's going to win the Premier League. And what else has he won this season? What's that got to do with Alonso? Or, or a championship. <laughs> what I'm saying What's that got to do with Alonso? I'm, I'm a big Xavi Alonso fan, but I think Xavi Alonso became world-class when he left Liverpool. Nah. No. 100%. No, what? 100%. No. 100%. No way. 100%. I saw name, him name, ball... name a better passer about <laughs> when, when he was at Liverpool. Who was a better passer than him? Steve Gerrard. Arguably at the time. You can't even name any. <laughs> Steve Gerrard. <laughs> okay. Arguably. No, not arguably. There's not many. There's, there's not Mascarana. many out there that Dan Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're, we're slightly straying off. We're slightly straying <laughs> off here. So I think let's let's move it on. So that um, that's enough for wild takes this week. Um, Bloody wild we've takes. Got, uh, we've got the off top.
topic question this week. So it's non non football. So for any um any fans out there who just expect 100% football, we do um like to um broaden our sort of discussion points. We're still um, all the pundits, all the pundits, all of yeah, them. So we'll, one yeah, one so we're going we're, we're probably going to start on um the start on the uh, <laughs> pundits on other sports. Um, Sky Sports um, ha- were running a uh, article uh, with regards to the. I don't know. If, I think you guys have watched um, Netflix, the Netflix documentary, The Last Dance. Um, I watched the live. So I'm not finished the yet. NBA. Don't tell me how it ends. Oh right, no, finish it. You don't know how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Um, I think this is well known anyway, so we can probably discuss it. But um, Dennis Rod- Dennis Rodman um, was notorious for um, partying mid season. Um, He's a legend. The, during the during the playoffs, he went to Vegas for he <sighs> needed a he needed to blow some steam. Um, He's come back, um, had a great game, um, and he's won the third title. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong on the point where he did leave during the season. Um, I think the the question for this is, can this ever happen in football? Um, Are footballers responsible enough to mid-season leave go on holiday, blow off some steam, um, and then come back and pick up. Um, they do that, though. From, like, they'll give from where, them... From where they are, Alex, yeah. They, they, hasn't Klopp like, given Salah a little break, like a little week break once as well? But they didn't go to the extent that Rodman went, as like he went to the WWE and started smashing heads and whatnot. <laughs> but that, that's why he's a legend. But do you know what that is? That's excellent man management. That, like, yeah. the average coach isn't letting their player do that because they think it's going to affect their game, blah, blah, blah. And even in one of the other episodes, they went on a golf trip prior to the finals. And Jordan was saying how, oh, normally if it was any other coach, we would have been in practice and we would have been tired. But coach here, he's given us a chance to relax, recuperate, get our minds right, ready for the series. So it's all about the coach, man. You've got to have just, a good coach to understand the player. quickly interject there, actually. Um, Jamie Carragher felt that there was a risk and reward approach. So he sort of agreed with what you said, Alex, um, and pointed towards his world-class management skills of the superstar players. And then, um, obviously, um, in hindsight, it was proven with the success that he achieved whilst coaching the Bulls. Graham Souness um, felt that oh God, everyone, everyone needs to be treated equally. Oh, there um, you he, go. He was, cro- he was quoted as saying, Kenny Dalglish and himself were the biggest people in, in the dressing room, but if they didn't do the business, they'd be spoken to exactly the, way, the same way as a young player who was coming through the team. Josh, are players, should players be allowed to party during the season? If um, hypothetically, if you were manager of Liverpool, there's 10 games with the season to go. Um, we're, we're marginally leading the Prem by about three or four points. We're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, the FA Cup. Trent Alexander and um, Andy Robertson ask, ask you, can they go to Ibiza to blow off some steam for a few days? Are you letting them go? Nah, no, no, no chance. Not even... The way you worded it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can yeah. you imagine the headlines? Yeah, oh yeah, my it's God. Not, it's not going to happen. They were getting ripped. What, what about Dubai? <laughs> Would you put your leg there? It's relaxing. <laughs> Definitely not Dubai as well. Um, no, do you know what I think it is? I think it's one of those ones where 
um, the nineties was something else. I mean, I was born in that decade, and and I think I think Louis was um, like forty at that time, so he knows exactly what was going on in the nineties. Um, and it's just like yeah, different. Louis was like forty uh, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so like um, it's just like a different era for for people. So essentially, I don't think you can get away with that now. I think just the the, the nature of the players now, you have to be so fit. It's just not a possibility. But then again, you look what Paul Bog was doing. Maybe you can get away with it, but. It's horses for courses, isn't it? Um, top players now, I don't think they would even engage in doing things like that. I mean, Dennis Rodman at the time, the Bulls were the best team in the world. They had the best player in the world. I think it's different. Um, so, and, and, and the um, coach, I can't remember his name, it's just gone out of my head. Um, he, he knew what he was doing in terms of... Phil Jackson, sorry. Um, he knew yeah. what he was doing in terms of, um, like, his man management was incredible. And, and if you, even if you look at Steve Kerr, who was a, a player under um, Phil Jackson, who did well with the Warriors, did well with the Warriors, did exceptionally well with the Warriors. Um, like, he, he took a lot of his traits, and, and he actually quotes Klopp um, saying that his players were fucking giants, um, just connecting it back to Liverpool like I always do. So, um, going <laughs> off on a tangent, I definitely wouldn't let them go out, no... Because it's just a different era now. It's a different era. Players can't get away with that. I don't Do you think. know what else as, as well? You know, um, in the British media, those types of players, black players would get ripped if 100%. they ever done such a thing. I don't think that's the same case that it is in America on, on that side of the media. They, they lift the sporting guys up a lot. Anything <laughs> in England... No, no, not really. Just, no, no, not as much. Right, let, let, let's say that in England, all, all the media knows is to knock down players, knock down the na- national team for whatever reason they can find. And that's not the case in America, I don't think. Correct that's me, correct me if I'm wrong. I think um, Neymar tends to, like, at various times during the season, sort of just leave. He go does back, whatever go, he go, wants. Go back to yeah. Brazil. Yeah. Um, during carnival season, this uh, this doesn't seem to affect his game. Um, how we, how would you react to that? Yeah. He's in a farmers league. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's in a farmers league. Um, on top of that as well, um, it has affected his game. Neymar's done virtually nothing since he left Barcelona. Let's be let's be honest about it. The thing I look at Neymar. He's won the league. I, yeah, but I can win that league if playing with PSG. Come on now. Come on now. Come That's on, a man. wild take. Maybe not you. <laughs> I could, I could, but um, yeah, no, maybe not me. Let's be honest. Um, but I look at it, and I, FIFA, I don't maybe. think that. Yeah, maybe, even in FIFA, I might struggle. Um, no, because you look at Neymar, and and let's be honest, he, he's not really. He, the, his whole whole glitz and glam is the reason why I don't think he's he's um got near. I, I think he's digressed a lot. Like if you look at top three players, all the time it was. Messi, Ronaldo, and then Neymar's coming in. But I don't think you had that. You don't have that anymore. You don't say that anymore. No one's saying that. Not for the last couple of years. I don't think that's at detriment to his ability, though. It's more so at where he is playing. So I don't think he's actually gotten worse. I just think I because know, he's playing because... at PSG in, in, in a West League. But then that, that's he why was portrayed to... that he's bad. But I, re- I reckon if he, came, if he came to the Prem, he'd rip it. I reckon he'd be sick. I don't know, man. I'd love to see like, Neymar in the Prem. He was brought to the Premier League. Could he do it on a cold Tuesday night at Stoke? Of course not. You'd be in Brazil. Well, even if you look at some of the, the Manchester the Manchester players, then Carlos Tevez complained about it was raining all the time. In, yeah, in, but he in, was um, sick. Exactly. So, Tevez I don't know, man. I, 
but I don't think I don't think Neymar. I think Neymar is one of those examples where I think he cares a little bit too much about the blitz and the game, and that's affected his game. So that's all Brazilians, though, isn't it? Don't you think, Louis? All Brazilians like that. Um, they, they go down that route where the money and the fame. Fernandinho. Brazilian hater. Brazilian hater. Oh, you're giving Fernandinho as an example. Well, uh, like the high-profile ones, Ronaldinho. Yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Roberto Firmino. Oh, they all petered off. Robinho, yeah, as well. All, Robert, all them, Roberto man. Firmino. They, they petered off. Roberto Firmino petered off. I agree with you. I agree Okay, guys, <laughs> I think um, we'll probably wrap it up there. Um, where can people listening to this find you guys on the socials? Alex? Oh, um, Instagram, Dookie1992, uh, Twitter, Dookie92. Check out the first podcast as well. It was posted on the 30th. Um, t- give that a listen. Uh, we'll be doing this every week, hopefully, with better jingles than Josh is singing <laughs> and better wow, intros than what dang. this podcast was. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that, that's me for the socials. Josh? Um, yeah, so our social media page is Sick of the Pandit because we, we couldn't get the other S, don't worry about it. Um, and that's the same for Instagram, and that's the same for uh, Twitter, YouTube, and YouTube as well. So um, we'll be posting it on our Twitter, um, and just have a peep of that, and then you'll get to see all the episodes that we have. Perfect. Uh, if anyone wants to... Um give me any criticism or compliments I'll, I'll accept them both <laughs> equally Louis M2 on the uh, Twitter and Instagram um, but yeah um, happy to uh, t- take any um, any any input really and any, any topics that um, anybody would like to hear us discuss we are more than happy to take on any um, take on any any opinions suggested to us but um, hopefully everyone out there is still staying safe and Hopefully, unfortunately, with the return of football, um, it shouldn't be as boring as it was a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, uh, thanks, guys. I hope you guys have a good evening and a good, good weekend. Start. Up to next week, have a good rest of the weekend, guys. See you. Secret pundits, we are out. <laughs>